So you see this gentleman in clinic a couple of months later. He's had some investigations and he's got a diagnosis of Hokum, which he's not aware of yet. He's also had a 24-hour tape, which shows VT, um, which means that an ICD is recommended in this case. This gentleman is a, is a HGV driver. How would you approach this clinical consultation? Um, this is a, a, a tough scenario because the implications of his test means he can't drive. Um, and it means that uh, he is a HGV driver, but he won't be able to continue with his job. So it's important that this is discussed um, very sensitively. Um, and it may be a conversation which from the outset, I would speak to my consultant about because it would need to be dealt with uh, very carefully. Um, but I think the key issues here are to make sure that the patient understands their risk and the reasons why these recommendations are in place. Um, because it's important that the patient understand that they need to notify uh, their employer, that they need to notify the DVLA. Um, and I, it's important that if they don't do that or if they don't think about doing that, and or if I have any suspicion that they're not going to, that I uh, make sure that I tell the patient that I would have I would have an obligation to tell the DVLA myself because uh, if because of their condition they're at a high risk of repeat episodes of uh, arrhythmia and syncope um, and so cannot drive and will be at risk to the public so I think that will be the most important thing to get across the patient I think it's important that they understand that the best thing for them is an ICD um, because it reduces the risk of death uh, given their conditions and that, that from our medical recommendations that that's important. So again, it would be a conversation that I would want to have with them and anyone else present. And uh, you know, uh, our responsibility as doctors is to do good for our patients and do no harm. And so it's important that the patient understands that the clinical decision that's best for them is to receive an ICD. Um, I know that if they were to receive an ICD, that they um, they still can't drive a, an HGV, but it would have implications on their further driving and they would need to have an ICD fitted and not have any shocks um, for at least six months for them to be able to re you know, return to driving a car. Uh, but again, you know, this is something which I'm sure would be a, a big shock to the patient. And so it's something which uh, I would want to make sure there were follow-up appointments in place with the patient. So if they needed to have further discussions after the ICD implantation, we could do that as well. I'd also offer to the patient that if they wanted me to be present when they discussed it with their family, uh, you know, or if they wanted a letter written from us to show their employer, uh, we can offer that as well so that the patient understands that we're there to support them through this difficult time. Uh, you're on mute. Sorry. And if the patient now said that he, um, if the if having an ICD meant that he uh, wouldn't be able to carry on with his job, he would refuse the ICD. Would that change things for you? Yeah, <laughs> I think the patient would need to have an, uh, you know, would need to understand how important it is to have an ICD. Um, I think. I would want to make sure the patient understood because I want to make sure that they had the capacity 
um, and understood that if they didn't have an ICD, that they would be at very significant risk of sudden death. Um, and so I would make sure the patient understood that clearly. And so I would speak to my consultant um, to make sure that if they wanted to discuss this further with the patient, that they could do that. Um, and, you know, I, I'd want to also explore the concerns with the patient and understand why they didn't want to have an ICD. Um, because I think it's important that they that they are aware of that. Um, yeah. Okay. Thanks very much.